This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 27, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The new iPhone unlocks when you look at it. That may pose some risks for people who are compelled to interact with the police. But a bigger problem for preventing warrantless government searches of electronics is how Customs and Border Patrol understands its mandate. Cato's Matthew Feeney comments. For a while, we've been hearing about people uh, complaining that police are trying to get access to uh, their cell phones. The new iPhone that was announced uh, very recently uh, indicates that it just has to look at your face uh, and it takes a 3D image of your face, determines that it's you if you're paying attention to the phone. And then it wakes up, which raises a lot of uh, concerns for people. Uh, But uh, perhaps a bigger concern uh, for people coming back to the United States who are citizens of the U.S. is that there is this broad understanding that some government agents can search your electronics without regard to uh, any of those things we understand under the Constitution that protect us from that kind of search. So that's exactly right. Uh, Many listeners will be aware that the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution protects citizens from uh, unreasonable search and seizure. And indeed, a few years ago, the Supreme Court did find that police can't uh, get into someone's cell phone without a warrant. And what's interesting, though, is that there is a massive exception to these Fourth Amendment protections, and those are at the border. And that includes, by the way, airports that can process international arrivals. And unfortunately, the fact is that CBP agents, when they're processing international arrivals, including U.S. citizens, do not need suspicion or probable cause in order to examine electronic devices such as smartphones and laptops. So where does that exception come from? Presumably, uh, customs have dealt with shipments and can search tangible things uh, and have for a long time to make sure that it's not It's not uh, going to harm Americans. Indeed. So actually, the Congress that proposed the Bill of Rights passed uh, the United States' first custom statute. And that statute did give officials the authority to search, quote, any ship or vessel in which they shall have reason to suspect any goods, wares, or merchandise subject to duty shall be concealed. Uh, So it is a longstanding part of American jurisprudence that there is uh, some kind of exception at the border. And and this was reiterated by Justice Rehnquist in a 1977 Supreme Court uh, case. But we, unlike in 1977 or even 1789, many Americans, in fact, three quarters of American adults carry smartphones that include troves and troves of personal information that can really reveal tons of information about ourselves. So not only our business practices and our personal communications, but also potentially religious affiliations and uh, associations like that. How do we get around this? I know that the the Customs and Border Patrol has um, looked into and has considered for a while this this line inside the border uh, to where they can stop anyone for anything as far as they're concerned. So that it is true that there is what's called a uh, – it's been nicknamed the constitution-free zone, which m- might be a slightly harsh. But it is the case that CBP has authority to at least search vehicles within 100 miles of the border. When we're talking though about electronic device searches, we're mostly concerned with these searches that happen at airports. And I, I want to stress that while these these kind of searches are comparatively rare, they are happening to citizens uh, that shouldn't be uh, on – 
it seems, the radar of uh, CBP. So, for example, earlier this month, the ACLU with the Electronic Frontier Foundation filed a suit alleging that these kind of searches violate the First and Fourth Amendment. And they go through a a number of U.S. citizens that have uh, been uh, harassed in this way. And and perhaps one of the most notable cases is a a NASA engineer who was traveling from Chile, uh, which is not exactly a hotbed of terrorism, and uh, had his NASA-owned phone uh, confiscated and analyzed with algorithms. And and this is actually a, a U.S. citizen uh, who has a government-owned phone uh, who was traveling from uh, a, a, a country that we are not at war with. And, and these kind of uh, incidents are actually, although rare, are increasing in number, and that should concern uh, any American who travels. And it's also interesting that if they're, cons- if they're trying to get data off of a phone that uh, might put Americans at risk, we have these very fat pipelines that move from country to country relatively unimpeded called the internet. So CBP policy seems to be that they do not look at information that is housed on the device. So uh, that that might initially sound like some kind of reassurance, but all sorts of information like videos, photos, uh, and apps can can be examined with a cursory search of, of a phone. And so we shouldn't be under illusion that even when CBP are looking at information that's actually on the device rather than in the cloud, they're still going to be able to uncover tons of information. All right. So what is the ACLU uh, and the Electronic Frontier Foundation decided to do? So they have filed a suit alleging that these warrantless searches of electronic devices at the border violate the First and Fourth Amendment. Uh, So the allegation, at least with regard to the First Amendment, is that the their free speech and uh, the right of association is being chilled by this kind of behavior. And they also allege that the uh, Fourth Amendment is violated because these searches uh, are, quote, not justified at their inception uh, and that they are excessive in scope and that, uh, lastly, quote, these confiscations are excessive in duration. And I think that they're really onto something here. Uh, It would be unreasonable to say that CBP don't have a responsibility to keep uh, the homeland safe from foreign threats. But I think that at the very least, uh, CBP should have to secure a warrant before delving into devices that house uh, you know, information about our private lives and businesses. Should CBP have the same rules applied to it as that any other police force would? Something that that we should consider is that CBP isn't like most law enforcement agencies. It's it's much larger and has a, a remit and responsibility that isn't like your average sheriff's department or po- uh, police department. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to jettison all of our constitutional protections. So uh, we could perhaps meet uh, government advocates halfway and say, well, at the very least, uh, American citizens uh, should have uh, increased degree of protection than other international travelers when they arrive from abroad. Matthew Feeney is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 